for sticking around. I greatly appreciate it. We got open lines, 651-641-1071. Okay, why couldn't the beaver work on his computer? <laughs> no, something about connection. He forgot to log in. <sighs> he forgot to log in. There you go. Okay, let's head to the phone line. We got to talk about puppies here. Okay. Yep. Are you with us, Suzanne? I'm here. All right. There you go. On speakerphone. Excellent. So now, uh, three-pound puppers. Yeah, when you get the small ones like this, they shouldn't be eating any kind of dry food they because they're kind of a genetic mess anyway. You know, like my Ethel, that's 3.1 pounds, you know, the toy poodle. You know, she yeah. well, she has no teeth. And so she hasn't had teeth for, what, four years, five years? And anyway, so that I just give her, uh, like, raw, and then I give her... Um, uh, some canned food and then I give her like you know I'll make an egg and make her an egg you know because she just licks it up with her tongue is what she does but when you get to small dogs like that they they just they're soft everything is so miniature (laughs) and so then I know a lot of you people will say well what about their teeth you know they don't clean their teeth by chewing on on food because usually they just lick it and slam it they don't chew chew and so that's why no but this dog should definitely not be on any form of dry dry food you could take the dry food and see just like I told earlier Put it what you're going to feed her in the bowl. Fill, put hot tap water on so that everything floats nicely. Put it aside. Wait for all of it to be soft. Mix it together and then give her that. So, you know, you could do it that way if you want. But otherwise, like okay. my dogs just got, I just, I do the freeze dried. I do the dehydrated. I do the raw for my little guys. And like I say, Ethel doesn't get anything. Well, she has no teeth. So. <laughs> right. Now, if you put a Chuck and Don's, would they be able to tell us what's, yeah, if you, you know, want to I, mean, do- I think the food's fine. I'm just wondering if they have something other than this maybe she should be on. Well, what we're looking at is his texture is what we're looking at, okay? So you could go to the Chuck and Don's, their freezer section to get some raw, or you can get some freeze-dried, which is raw, you know, with the moisture taken out, and then you just crumble it in the dish and then add a little bit of warm water and then mix it in so then it's easier for it to to swallow. And then, uh, or you could take your dry, you know, food. Now, uh, Nutrisource has what's called small bites, and so what you could do is get their small bites recipe because they're really small. Put that in the dish and then put hot tap water on it until it all floats. Wait until all right. the water is gone. And then, and, you know, flip it with a fork and now give it to her that way. Okay. So that's what Now, I, would you give her how much at a time? I mean, because it, it's going to be soaking wet, kind of. Well, yes. Would be, I just give her a small quantity? Okay, so what I did with my with Ethel, because I've never had a dog that small. Okay, you got to do a little visionary here. Okay, my Ethel, three pounds. Her stomach is the size of a half a walnut. What am I going to put in that walnut? All right. Right. So right. that's what you got to do. Is you got to do a little visualization here. You can't overstuff them. And then obviously you have to feel them once a week to see if they need a little bit more food. So then maybe instead of giving them a lot at one time, they break it into three, uh, you know, three periods a day. You know, in the morning, the afternoon, and the evening, so the dog can get enough and not. Because with Ethel, sometimes I'm I'm going too fast and not paying attention. And I've done it a couple times where I put a little bit too much in her bowl. And then she's got a tummy ache for a couple of days because I overfed her. All right? right? So that's what you have to pay attention to. So think of your, your, the dog is a half a walnut. What are we going to put in that half a walnut and just a smidgen more is what you're doing. Right. Wonderful. Okay. Well, thank you, Katie. I yeah. love listening to you. You're more than welcome. Good luck. Yeah. Thanks for the call. Bye-bye. 
Yeah, because I still remember to this day when I got Ethel, I'm just like, how much do I feed this dog? Good question. Because most of them are, you know, are, you know, <laughs> you know, one to five pounds. Really, they don't go like that. It's usually five to ten. You know, but then I think we're just naturally we don't want to like not feed them enough, and I think that's where as humans we get worried about like. Am I feeding my dog enough? Yeah. You know, well, more people have overfeed. Overfeed, yeah, they overfeed the dogs, and and see what people would I wish would remember is that when the dog gets three, four years old, their system comes to a screaming halt. That they it ta- it only takes half of what they were feeding up to that point to maintain the dog. Okay, too many people keep feeding them what they fed them as a puppy. You know the amount, and they want, and then plus all the treats on top of yes. it. Yes, then all of a sudden they got a waddle for a dog instead of a. Oh, he doesn't move anymore. He lays around on the couch. You know, and, and it's just like people, you did it. So back off on the chow, and it'll work out <laughs> just fine. Open lines, give a holler, 651-641-1071, 651-641-1071. Somebody called earlier, and they meant to ask, like, well, can I go on vacation with one dog and leave another dog home? It depends on the relationship between the two dogs, because some people, especially with this with COVID, if they've got an existing dog and they bring a puppy into the house, if the pup doesn't lead separate lives for about the first month or so, you know, where he gets together with the existing dog and plays a little here and a little there, but otherwise he's tied to a human so that he bonds to the humans in the house. Um, and then slowly they can go, come together and play more and more and more. And But a puppy is very hard on older dogs. And not just older dogs, like 10 years old. You know, a dog that's three or four years old, you know, the, the little puppy, those needle teeth, man, it's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you folks have to be the... A referee, and then uh, you know, teach them to play nice. Or if the pup is just being very uh, adamant and just not nice, then you put them on a leash and keep them with you, or you uh, put them in the kennel for a timeout. And anytime you put your dog in a kennel for a timeout, folks, never, never use it like a punishment crate. Like get to your kennel, bad dog. Don't do that. All you're gonna do is teach your dog the word kennel, real happy. And then you go to the kennel and you pitch a treat in there, kennel. The dog races in there. You shut the door. Yay! You you, yay you. All right. So that let's say you're mad and your dog just fried your last nerve. Now you taught him the word kennel real happy and he's going to race to that kennel. And now, but don't ever, ever, it becomes a punishment crate when your voice says like, get to your kennel, bad dog. That is a punishment. No, you just want, you need the dog in the kennel. Either he fried your last nerves. He's getting on everybody else's. He's jumping on the kids. You know what I mean? He needs a time out. So just say, use your crate. Make it just be a happy, happy word. And then, like I say, practice it by throwing, a, you know, a, a small piece, a treat or a, a toy in there. Sometimes close the door, sometimes not. And always leave the door open to the kennel when um, the dog is not in there. So the dog can choose to use it when he wants to, too, not just when you say, you know, get in there. All right. All right, little kennel training. Start feeding him in the kennel so the dog loves his kennel because he eats, he sleeps, you know, he naps. You know, his kennel's a cool place. <laughs> and also remember, dogs are denning animals. They want their back covered. So if you've got a wire crate, which I wish you'd get on uh, the plastic one, but if you've got the wire, that you need to make it so that the one side and the back is, is totally covered and the top, put a three-quarter inch plywood on the top of it because that puts weight on the wire kennels because the Rio kennels are very noisy. Put your head in there and just kind of move it a little bit. And, and, and just the noise you're hearing, your dog hears 300 times worse. 
So that's why a lot of the dogs don't like the all-wire crate because they don't feel like they're back. It's not a den, and they're open all around, and then it makes a lot of noise oh, every time they move. Yeah. All right? So that's why you're better off getting the plastic ones. I know they don't make a fashion statement. I get it. Paint it pretty colors. <laughs> Wallpaper. I don't care. But the thing is, is that that is what a dog needs is they want. That's why they fall asleep under a table or with their back against the couch or behind the couch because it's like a denning. Their back is covered. And then some people with the wire kennels, what they do is they put like a, a, a towel over it or a sheet. And then it's just a matter of time before the dog grabs it and pulls it in and eats it. And then what happens is that um, uh, they could digest that and then maybe get a blockage. So your best bet is to make put, use wood to stabilize the kettle, make it a little bit more secure, not as tinny, and then make it, like I said, the one side and the back side is totally like shoved into a corner. The top has got three and three quarter inch plywood to try to put more weight on the kennel to keep it from making so much noise. So the front and one side is open. Um, but you guys got to think like a dog. Just don't think like, oh, look, at you're not really in a kennel. You can see all the way around. Wrong, folks. Think like a dog. That's my job. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Okay, we're gonna come back and we are going to answer some of your questions. Just a minute. I got I, I got another dad thing for you. You ready? Oh, wait a minute. Where to go? I'm ready. Well, no, no, no. I can't. Now the dang <laughs> Pressure is on. Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Where? What happens to toilet paper with good grades? What happens to toilet paper with good grades? We'll be back. Music, excellent, excellent. Okay, we well, got to get to the caller. So, what happens to toilet paper with good grades? Um, Think about it. <laughs> Trust me, I don't know. It goes on the honor roll. Oh, it goes on the honor roll. There you go. Blink, dink. All right, let's head to the phone lines. Yes. To, <laughs> we we have Barb, and she has a grand dog that, when the dog is over, growls at people in her home. Okay. Hey, Barb, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks, Katie. Good, I love good. listening to you. Well, thank you. I love doing the show. Um, so, what kind of dog? Well, we have a two-year-old boxer that's my daughter's dog, and we watch him a lot. Okay. Um, and he's a rescue, so she's had him for about eight, nine months maybe. All right. And so we're learning all about him. And um, <clears throat> from the beginning, like when we have company over, when I'm watching him, mm-hmm. he growls at them. Um, and even the grandkids, when they come over. And recently, my sister, um, I take care of her like every other weekend. She has MS. And so she, when I take her to the bathroom and walk her, mm-hmm. because first the dog was bark, barking at the walker a lot. Okay. So I figured that, okay, we're not going to use that. So I'd walk her to the bathroom. But when we come out... He'd be standing right there just following us, growling. Okay. And, then, what, and then I would put her down on the couch, and then he was fine, and then he would lay down on the floor um, on the rug by her. Okay. But when I got her up to move her, he would growl. So I think he's like, I don't know if he's protecting me okay, no. or if he's jealous or so whatever, what, but um, it's a little threatening, and I'm a little nervous about it. Okay. What do you do when he does that? Well, now I've been saying, no, go lay down, Okay. Um, kind of addressing it. Um, okay. And he just stands there and stares at me. He doesn't do anything. Okay. Because what you want to do is the boxers are a whole different, uh, literally, breed of dog. They are, A lot of them are very boisterous. And what you might think as a growl, like, you know, a growl, like, I'm going to eat your face growl, could yeah. be, uh, be, be a talking growl. You know, like, okay, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? And so, but, but per, first of all, if... if 
if it is kind of a, 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 my guess, it might be a worried growl, like, okay, what's going on here? Who is this person? You know, whatever. And so what you want to do is don't yell at him for this, but what mm-hmm. you're going to do is, hey, 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 be nice. What is this? Look at this. You know, help him accept something and not get even more worried about it. Because if a dog is worried about something and, and growls, like, let's say, a, a little girl all of a sudden comes flying into his face and, Rrr! okay, and the immediate adult is, knock it off, bad dog, all right? Mm-hmm. The, the thing should have been done. Hey, 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 you get over here. Come here. What's the problem? What's the problem? Let's check this out. Come here. You know, so when they can see, because sometimes dogs feel like they have to deal with it all by themselves. They don't have a good leader to follow. And so they feel like, you know, the burden of, I've got to take care of this whole situation. What am I going to do with it? So then when you could help them a lot more with it by helping them through it and build that confidence so that he likes people. Now, when people come, uh, um, when people want to pet a dog, they go directly towards them and put their hand out towards the dog. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now they're standing there looking directly at them. That's a defense move. And then the hand comes out either to here, this is who I am, smell me. But that right away, that a dog that is worried or scared or lacking confidence, right away that puts it into uh, retreat mode or growling mode. Because it's like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. Yeah. Okay, so what happens is that you got to teach people, number one, ignore the dog. Number two, don't let the dog come to you. And then a side profile is t- uh, a calming signal to a dog. Now, he, you said he's worried about the walker. Yeah, um, when she walks with her walker, she's barking at, he's walking, it looks like he's barking at the walker. Okay, yeah. So what you want to try to do, either borrow one from somebody and just, what you're just going to do is desensitize him to the thing. Oh, he's never okay. seen anything like this. It's like, what? It's right. an alien. It's mm-hmm. landed. We're all going to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what we got to do is you you do play the what is this game, whereas you, you touch the walker and you go, what is this? What is this? Okay, mm-hmm. and even if he takes one step towards it, you stop saying what is this? Oh, look at you. Good job, good job, good job. What is this? What is so? What exactly? Then and then eventually, what you want him is that he he sniffs it. He's like, oh, okay, okay. So then you move it a little bit, and he might jump. Ah, what is this? You know, you got to help him understand this is a friend, not a foe. Okay. okay, so you and it just to me sounds like it's lacking confidence where if the situation starts getting too busy, like with grandkids or people or whatever, that he gets overwhelmed. He's not mm. sure what to do. And okay. so what he's going to do is try to back people off or he could be talking in his own little way. Because my um, Zelda was, you know, uh, a, a great Dane and boxer. And she would always be doing, rah, 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 you know what I mean? Just like, oh, that's enough. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? And then she just, you know, all of a sudden, she start wagging her tail like, yeah, I told you so. I told you so. <laughs> you okay. know, so that's why you've got to find out. But the whole thing, my guess is, is lack of confidence. He's scared of the walker. He okay. needs some obedience. He needs some trick training. He needs, you know, he needs to get some input into his head to help build this confidence. And a runway would start playing, and she could do this in her own house. And when you get the dog, leashes in your left hand point your finger with your right hand and you just go up to weird things what is this what is this the goal is for the dog to touch it with his nose where your finger is mm-hmm. but if he just even takes one paw and moves it forward you stop saying what is this and, pr- and praise 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 and you only do it three times 
Okay, then you walk on and go someplace else and then later come back and try it again. Don't sit there like for a half hour. <laughs> That's too stressful on the dog. Try it three times and he's, he's gotten better. He's a little bit, you're not as nervous. But then, you know, but the goal eventually, whether it takes a couple days, a couple times of doing this, that for his nose to touch that walker and then praise, praise, praise. And the next stop of the walker is that it moves. Okay. okay. And so just do things in, in baby steps and by doing other things to build his confidence. Now, when you said the grandkids come over, he did what? Well, when the grandkids, he usually was pretty good around them, but now when the grandkids came in before, I I kept him in the house, and we were outside because of COVID and everything, and then the kids had to go to the bathroom, so I brought them both in, and he just started barking at him and started following him and scared him, and he was real close to him, and then we went up to the bathroom, and I opened up the door, and he's sitting right there just growling at us, so I was a little nervous. (laughs) Okay, yeah, just there again, he's... you know, the, there's many dogs, and people don't realize that the pets pick up on our emotions. And if we're a little bit upset or worried or whatever, they absorb that like a sponge, right? And so the thing is, is that um, what you just got to help is that it's fine. It, you don't yell at them. You, there's mm-hmm. a, you know, hey, what are you doing? Look at this. Oh, look at this. Who's this? Who is this? Oh, okay. very nice. I like her. Do you like her? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And just kind of, you know, so the whole thing is, is to help the dog through to show that things are not going to eat them, kill them hurt them in any way all right and so that's what i mean is that you just hey 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 you be nice you be nice now Mm -hmm. and if you have to put them on a leash let them drag a leash around so you got something to quick step on or whatever that you can say hey hey be nice you can do this you can do this be the cheerleader and help the dog that's worried uh, and, and then you know it should get better and better and then eventually if the kids can give them a treat you know, that's always a good thing. They could just drop it on the ground and say his name and drop okay. it on the ground. And then, oh, good. They don't, they're not to put their hand out to touch him. Mm-hmm. Okay. What you're after is that, you know, how that boxer boxer butt gets going? You know, mm-hmm. that wiggle, 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 wiggle. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what we're after here is, you know, so that he's like, oh, these neat people are really neat. They got cool stuff for me and everything. <laughs> so, you know, help him get through it. Don't hit the panic button like, oh, my God, he's going to eat my kids. <laughs> don't, don't go down that road. Just help him be, gain confidence. That's what the problem here is. All okay. Right. All right. Thank you. Okay. So you betcha. You bet. Thanks for the call. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Yeah, too many people, when a dog growls, they get down, they jump down the dog's throat. You want to call them on, hey, 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 you be nice. Come on, you be nice. Because if you start screaming at the dog, bad dog, scream on you. Okay, then a warn, a growl, a true growl. I think a little bit of this is the, the boxer talking and then a little bit of uh, apprehensiveness. You know, he's a little bit worried. Okay. But anyway, um, but if a true growl, what you got to do, ah, 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 you be nice, you be nice. Come here, come here, come here, let's go. But if you start screaming, I'm bad dog, shame on you. What happens in the dog doesn't growl anymore. They just go for the bite. Though you want a growl, a growl oh, gives so you the warning. It can make that, it worse. You bet the do- the growl gives you the warning. The dog is not happy. He's worried or whatever type thing. So that's why you acknowledge. Hey, hey, hey! You be nice. You be nice. But uh, that's enough. Ah, 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 that's enough. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. And then help. See, then by him coming to you and by you two, you know, working together as a team, hopefully we can get him over this, okay? But the, the building confidence. But like I said, too many people want to scream and yell at the dog for, you know, uh, growling. And the thing is, is that's the way of saying, hey, I'm a little bit worried about the situation. So the thing is, is find out why he's going to look at the big picture, work with that. But the minute you start screaming and yelling, and, you know, unfortunately, some people clock the dog, you know, oh, bad dog, don't yeah. you ever growl again. That's the worst thing you can do. Because then the dog, sometimes when he's worried, he's so scared to growl because he's people have not been nice to him that he just comes full-blown with the bite. 
Yeah, that's a good thing to like consider. Yes. I wouldn't have thought that, that yeah. it's more of a worried. Yeah, no, it is. It's very much so. It's very much so. you got to help the dog build confidence. All right, where are we at, ma'am? Okay, we have Mike, and he wants to know the difference between adult dog food versus puppy food. Okay. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Hi, Katie. Not too bad. Good, good. Well, to be honest with you, it depends on what company of dog brand you're talking about. Okay, right? well, here's the deal. Um, I accidentally bought the wrong stuff yesterday. We have a Springer Spaniel Chow Chow mix. So we started off with the large breed puppy food from Nutrisource. Okay. Switched over to the adult food um, not too long after. She's almost two and a half years old now. Now, yesterday I did buy some more dog food, and I grabbed the large breed puppy bag by accident. Okay, fine. Is it fine to give oh, it? Oh, yes, you're fine. And the, the thing is with the large, if you look at Luchasaurus's large breed puppy and then like their adult chicken and rice, yep. the difference is so slight there is no difference in it. So you're, you're going to be just fine. Okay, because the thing was I bought the a bag for the cat too and the cat's bag was pink and I walked over to the yeah. dog and then I grabbed the pink dog food and then I went and checked out and I got home and I cut the bag open yeah, like, no, hey, there's smaller pieces oh it's the puppy food I yeah, didn't know if that was going to be an issue or not no you are just fine you'll be fine okay, okay I kind of assumed that but I want to make my wife happy alright have a great day thanks Thank for the you. question bye bye alright thank you for tuning in greatly appreciate it have some great questions today so i greatly appreciate all your your questions and we always have a good laugh here with the dumb dad jokes we <laughs> sure do i, I, I have can't. not done them for a long time so <laughs> they always get me i can there never figure them out okay yes yeah. no like i said well i didn't have one to go but we'll when we get back oh here i'll do are you into tongue twisters at all uh no i okay, don't think t- tongue twisters <laughs> okay here's one to try you want to see how many times you can say it in 10 seconds five fat french fleas freeze Five fat French fleas freeze. Five fat French fleas freeze. You just got to be careful on the radio. Yes. You, know? Yeah, no, I, you, know, you know, I just started when I started saying it. The all F. of a sudden it's like, yeah, I was, I, that was a, not a good one to take. I was like, I better not. Yeah, yeah no, 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 no. I, I, you know, just as I started saying that, it's like, uh-oh, that is not a good one. <laughs> a, okay, try eggplant. Okay, eggplant, elephants, eggplant, elephants, eggplant. Eggplant, elephants, eggplant, elephants, eggplant, elephants. There you go. Then try elegant elephants. Elegant elephants. Elephants, elephant, yeah. That's, yeah, that's a good one. Elegant elephants, elephants, (laughs) elegant elephants. How many times can you say that in uh, 10 seconds is what it is without tripping on it. Right. All right. That's the key. You bet. Okay, let's, I want to talk a little bit more, but we'll talk, well, first we'll take, we'll, uh, Take the call, and then I want to talk a little bit more about you know with, uh, with the the kids and the growling and the dogs, and just a little bit of more on that. So, who's up next? We have uh, Chelsea, and she has a question about cat acne. Okay, hi Chelsea, how you doing? Hello, I'm hi. doing good. Good, good. What ca- what kind of cat you got, and how old? Uh, I have an orange tabby cat. He's about nine and a half years old. Okay, and. I mean, I, I've noticed it off and on through the years, but it's always gone away. Mm-hmm. But now it's been constant for almost a month. Okay. And I was just wondering if you have any, in all of your experience, if you have any insight into cat acne. Okay. Is it just on the outside of the mouth or is it on the inside of the mouth? 
who? Uh, just under his chin. Just under his chin. Okay, what kind of... Do you use plastic bowls? What's well, bo- that's what we... There was only one when I went shopping, so we switched out the water bowl. That's oh. a, a stainless steel. Okay. And then what... Is what, what I had found. Good. And then I decided to put myself on crutches, so... Oh, no. <laughs> Well, that so wasn't a good thought. Everything else got postponed, but <laughs> okay. before I call the vet tomorrow uh-huh. to continue working on this, mm-hmm. um, just wondering what your insight was. Okay, well, the food the, bowl is still a plastic. Yep, get rid of the plastic. My guess is that's where it's coming from. That happens to dogs too. All right, and then you can say, "Well, geez, he's okay. had it for he's had it for three, four years." Well, you know what? Uh, the plaque, pla- plastic leeches stuff, and then sometimes it, between water, drinking water out of them, and then and or eating out of them causes a lot of facial problems. So before you go hit any panic button, number one, what I would do is change that bowl out, get a ceramic bowl or a glass bowl for the food, and then um, you, if you got any extra virgin coconut oil, I would put a little bit on that on where it is, okay, where the sore is, where it's broken out, all right? Because as as his age, I I think the wrong terminology would be cat acne at his age because usually the acne happens like when they're kittens and you don't see it very much in cats. You only see it more so in dogs. But but, but this problem is caused a lot by what the animals, dogs, or cats drink out of and what they eat out of it. And plastic... Some dogs, some cats can do it their whole life and there's never any problems. I've never used plastic for anything. Mine are either ceramics or, um, what is that called? Corning wear? <laughs> Corning wear is what mine yep. is. Okay. And so that's what, uh, okay. that's what I do. But I think that is the problem there. And so if you have any extra virgin coconut oil and put that on, that, you know, that's, uh, that was heals everything. Extra virgin coconut oil. So you just, if you got some, just put a little bit on, you know, like a couple times a day. Cause the cat's going to lick it, obviously. <laughs> and so what you yep. want to try to do is get it on there and then maybe pet them for a little bit. Give it time to absorb in. You know, into uh, you know, into okay. that thing, and then like uh, you know, maybe five minutes worth, and you know, keep him busy so he just kind of leaves it alone. But but switch out that that bowl, and I think, like I say, just grab one of your bowls. You put soups in or something like that, or a plate, just something else for the cats, you know, to to eat out of, or switch out. Because see, the problem with the stainless steel when you put dry food in it. Believe it or not, dogs hate it a lot because it echoes so much that a lot of dogs get scared of their own bowl because it makes so much noise when they're trying to take the dry kibble out. Now, do you feed dry oh, food sure. or do you do, feed canned food? We have dry food for him. And actually, a follow-up question I had for you. You're always talking about Nutrisource. Do they have a line for cats as well? Oh, you bet. Yep. And But the thing is, is it okay. totally totally indoor cat? Yeah. Okay. So you do well to get this cat on a total grain-free diet canned next to dry food. And the reason is is that right. and the reason is is because now you're coming at it in age, not you the cat. <laughs> that they could start having <laughs> crystals in their urine from eating dry food all those years. And so the best thing you could do now, yeah. Nutrisource have got seven. They got a whole bunch between Pure Vita and Nutrisource. But they've got, what was so unique about Nutrisource is they have seven formulas, grain-free canned cats that does not have chicken in, and that's a rarity because usually most cats are chickenized. Everything's got chicken because it's cheap in it. But yeah. they, but they finally came out with seven different formulas, and that's what you want to do. And cats take change hard. It's just kind of like ah, uh, what's this? What's this? Unless you bring them up with change. <laughs> 
they did, you know, so what you just do is just baby steps. You know, put a little bit of like a tablespoon of the canned and mix uh, and then next to the dry, you know, and then eventually the cat's going to start eating more and more. And what cats love, cats technically lick their food. If you really watch them, they don't really, unless the nip, unless the kibble is very big, if you get the smaller kid, they lick it. So they don't, they don't, they're not big about chewing much. And so that's why no. that, by adding a little bit of warm water to the canned food, and most cats like the pate. They don't like the shredded or the stewed, but they love the gravy. So add a little bit of warm water to it so it's a little bit of a gravy and mix it a little bit with the dry. And then pretty soon it becomes less and less dry, more and more wet. And then eventually you can get them all the way over. Because like I say, it's going to wind up, they start, uh, crystals in the urine usually start happening between 8 and 9 and then between 11, 12, 13, somewhere in there, if they've been fed a, t- uh, fed a total grain, I mean, a total dry food. If you get to book dry your, food, yeah. yeah, if you get to book your cat, your cat by Hodgkins, H-O-D-G-K-I-N-S, that's the Bible for all cat owners for behavioral and feeding and diabetes and such like that. That is the best book out there. There's very few, it's by, she's a vet that put it together, and there's very few books that are good from stem to stern about cats and so i mean very informative you know where you could actually learn something okay because there's a lot of yep. joke books about cats but we want informative oh, yeah. <laughs> but you do well to switch her over to a grain-free can and then like if you're making an egg in the morning give her one or give her a raw egg you're making a hamburger drop a couple pieces of raw hamburger for her let her eat it up you know so that's the best thing that you can do for the cats is that you know get them you know they're vary that diet up and so like i say some cats take change hard but if you are very methodical about it it will get better and better and then a cat all of a sudden is getting healthier and healthier you're going to notice the doo-doo the doodles uh, will be less in the box when you once you get off of dry food. You're gonna notice the cat's fur is gonna be awesome, and then you won't know where the cat's sleeping anymore because it's going to shed twice: once in the spring, once in the fall, and with uh, end of shedding. No more throwing up the hairballs. No, that that's from eating dry food. Remember, dog or cats can't. Drink enough water to compensate for dry matter. And so what happens is that then they start hacking up the hairballs. And technically, it's not, yeah. So, But once you flip over to a a moisture diet, a.k.a. raw, you know, uh, canned, such like that, the the cat's demeanor, the litter box, the coat, everything just is unbelievable. So it's like, why didn't I do this years ago? (laughs) Okay. So give it a shot. So how would... For switching over food, sorry, while mm-hmm. you're here, <laughs> um, yeah. for switching over food, because he's he's a big cat. He is, I mean, I'm sure the vet's going to tell me that he's overweight, He's which he probably is. But for switching over food, how would, do you think that would help him get to a healthier weight? You bet. You get him off that dry food, and you... I've taken two cats. One uh, Bubba was 38 pounds, and Albert was 32 pounds when I got him. They were brought to the vet to be put down, and the vets know that you know. Yep, I can do. I can do it. And so it took me a little over yeah. a year, and I got him down. I got him off the dry food because they were addicted to the uh, carbs. It took uh, Bubba a while. It took me about a month to get him off of uh, dry food totally. But anyway, uh, and he was a 38 pounder. 
But anyway, okay. so it took me a little, a year and about three months to get them not, now these cats weren't at the same time, okay? But that, get them, yeah. one got 16 pounds down to 16 pounds and the other one got to seven. And they were big cats anyway, but they, they were like more okay. obese. You know, we were, their stomachs are dragging on the ground. Yeah. So when you get off the carbs, uh, not you, the cat, okay, what happens is that then <laughs> uh, that you, you, you won't believe what the, the miracle that's going to happen. It's, it's just unbelievable. And so that's the way you get weight off of all cats you get them off those carbs and get them onto the you know like some raw hamburger some raw food some can- grain-free canned food grain-free canned food a nutrisource have got several to choose from and just be- baby step it and it'll work okay all right yeah if you got any questions get me i'm i'm passionate about this because so many cats are so <laughs> grossly overweight and you know like i say all my cats i'm fat <laughs> But all my animals are picture perfect because I'm in charge of their feed dish. And it was somebody was in charge of my feed dish. But anyway, but that's the thing. No, you'll be you'll be just amazing. Right. So you don't want the cats to drastically uh, like if you took a, a standard uh, like a tuna fish can. And you know how many do you have any idea how many pounds your cat is? Uh, last time I weighed him and now, now keep in mind, like I weighed myself and then I held okay, him. Okay. Yep. So not, not quite perfect, but I think he was about 16 pounds. Oh, okay. Okay. So then, so, yeah, why don't you hold on a sec? We got to run to break and then I'll, I'll help you with how much you should switch over to the canned. Okay. So hold on. Okay. Don't, uh, let's see. Why did the clock go back four seconds? Why did the clock go back four seconds? Be back. Greatly appreciate you hanging in there and sharing your Sunday afternoon with me. Trying to get through these calls. Got all these breaks. Okay. Why did the clock go back four seconds? Um, Something to do with think about it. falling, I don't know, back. It was really hungry. I Why did the clock it. go back four seconds? Oh. I think I'm going to go have seconds because I like <laughs> it so much. So the clock went back four seconds. Four seconds because it was really hungry. But I'm all right. Let's get back to the calls. We got, we're got running out of time. We got Chelsea. Okay, Chelsea, are you there? Yes. All right. So the big thing is is that, you know, the standard, like the tuna size, a five-ounce can. Okay, what you're going to do is start yep. out with like uh, three-quarters of one in the morning and three-quarters of one in the evening, all right? But but not okay. right away. you got to acclimate him to, like I say, take some of the, the, the canned food, put a little bit of warm water with it, mix it with the dry, and then it becomes less and less dry and more and more canned. So you're going to build to that three-quarters can in the morning, three-quarters can in the evening, and then eventually you're going to go to a half a can in the morning and a half a can at night all right so that's the whole thing it's because you don't want them to lose too much weight too fast because they can get fatty liver disease all right now what my thoughts to you when i was thinking about it i don't know you you said you had a vet appointment tomorrow personally i would uh i'm gonna call and make one Okay, but Tomorrow, no, unless just changing up stuff first. Yep, I I would I would uh, change the dish, you know, get that plastic out of there, and then get that extra virgin coconut oil. Give that a week and see if it starts getting better. You're on the right course. Okay, okay? so just try it for a week. Don't hit the panic button here. No sense spending money needlessly. <laughs> okay, because it's not like he's not eating or anything, right? It's just look probably looks yeah, bad. So he's, 
he's not acting any any different right. at all. Right, right. And so that's why, like I said, you think he's broke just now, just hang in there. I think it's the plastic. Give yeah. it a week. And if you don't see any difference whatsoever, then, you know, go do what you got to do. Because my guess what they'll do is put him on antibiotics and then you got to do probiotics. And hopefully they don't do steroids because steroids, remember, that makes takes your immune system and, and kind of tucks it away for a little while. So. Yeah. So anyway, so anyway, so yeah, try that. Keep me busy. Give me a holler next week and see how it goes, okay? All right, I will. Thank okay. you so much. You betcha. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, who's up? We have Dana, and her dog has this strange behavior of constantly jumping and running around with when guests are coming over. Okay. Hey, Dana, how you doing? Hi, good. How are you? Good, good. Uh, what kind of dog? So it, he's mostly Beagle right. with a little bit of Jack Russell mix. Okay, how old? Uh, seven months. Seven, oh, well, you got puppy mush brain. Mm-hmm. Okay, you need to get yeah. into a puppy class and get him on. How many pounds is he? Um, I'm maybe 15. Okay. You, are you an online shopper? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. go to Amazon and get the, that is called Star Mark Dog Training Collar. Star Mark Dog Training Collar. Get the small. Okay. okay, and it should just slide over his head and slide mm-hmm. off. Okay, slide over his head. It shouldn't be taunt at all. Now, what okay. you're going to do is when people come around, well, you can start walking them on that and do that kind of things, too. Is he used to a regular collar? Yeah, he good, is. He good. wears one all day. So then now the thing is when you're having problems with, you know, dogs jumping on people, the before you open the door and let anybody in, the dog is on a leash and the dog mm-hmm. has a training collar on, and you step on the leash, so like maybe about eight inches, six inches from the hook, all right? Don't mm-hmm. pin him to the ground. So if he tries to jump out at people, he corrects himself. And so he doesn't have right. any right until he settles down to go say hi. And if he if he starts jumping, you step on the leash again. Don't keep cranking on him and cranking on him and cranking on him. Let him decide, you know, I mean, make the decision. If I jump forward, I correct myself, so maybe I should just sit here. All right? Mm-hmm. So anytime a dog gets jumpy, jumpy, you just step on the leash about, depending on how tall the dog is, you know, because mm-hmm. what you're after is when you step on the leash, that when the dog stands, his head is dipped just a little bit. If he sits, right. the collar goes a little looser, and if he lays, it goes even looser. All right? Totally okay. looser, I should say. But you could, uh, you know, I have a manners, one-time manners class at Katie's Canines. You should check yeah. into that, because in that way, they would get the right collar on, show you how to use it right. We work on walk, we work on the cum, and and just greeting guests, greeting you, just, you know, manners is what we work on. But that's what you can do hey, right now. Com- we're coming to your class on Tuesday. Oh, well, then. <laughs> we're already signed up. So, All right. What the, what's yeah. the dog's name? Benny. Oh, Benny. Okay, yeah. Well, then I got you squared away. Mm-hmm. Just wait till Tuesday, kid. But the big thing right. is step on the leash and ignore the dog, okay? Mm-hmm. okay? But right now we do that, but he doesn't have that special that's, um, that's fine, collar buddy. you're talking about. But we do have the leash on him and we step on it. And then he goes into a routine where he starts yelping and you know, carrying on like that, acting like he's injured. Okay, but then what you're going to do is is that make sure it's not, you know, he's got like, like say, about six, eight inches, that it's not, mm-hmm. if it's too close to the hook, he can panic, okay? Uh, so that's mm-hmm. why b- back off a little bit, but just let him, what he's doing is that he's not hurt, but what he's having is a temper tantrum. It's like, crap, mm-hmm. I can't do what I want, so I'm going to scream about it. That's what puppies do. Yeah. And so just just turn, don't look at him, keep your hands to your side, you know, to yourself, let him until mm-hmm. he feels figures it out but just make sure that he's got like like i say 
if he stands, the, his head dips just a little bit. Maybe give him a little bit more leash so that he doesn't panic as bad, okay? Okay. Okay, Because even if he does get loose, because he is pretty wiggly while we're trying to step on the leash, but if he does get loose, then he just tears around the house and runs, you know, jumps on the couch, jumps up yeah. on the kitchen table, he, and does that injured yelping sound as he's running around the house as No, well. that's not injured. That's called a beagle hound. They bay oh. about it. It's a bay <laughs> is what it is. Arr, arr, arr. Yeah, so, yep. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, Tuesday, we'll get is. you squared away, kid, with the right yeah. collar and the right information, okay? Well, I am looking forward to it. All right. I need your help. Okay, see you Tuesday. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Okay. Bye-bye. That's funny. Yeah, that's yeah. Sounds like he's injured. Yeah, the, the, that. Have you ever heard? You've heard a uh, Beagle Bay, haven't you? I have not. Oh yeah, it, it sounds like they're they're dying, and is what it does. It's like arr, arr, arr. Oh, and so they're you know, doing that to get attention because yeah. well, he's just he's just talking is what he's doing. Okay. He's, he's all excited, running through the house. Sure, you know mo- most dogs bark. Ruff, 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 yeah, ruff. no, they do that baying. You know, it's crazy. Okay, okay who's up next? We have Susan, and she has a question about what type of puppy collar to get. All right. Hi, Susan. How you doing? Hi, good. Just bringing home my Goldie in a couple of weeks oh, yeah. and wondering what kind of collar and leash combo to use. Okay. What's your, how old is the dog going to be? Uh, ten weeks. Ten weeks. Okay. What did you say? A golden Retriever? Yep. Okay. So what the puppy collars that I use are the Star Mark collars, S-T-A-R Mark dog trading collars online. All right. And then okay. but first he's got to get used to a buckle collar. So you're just going to get a regular buckle collar, maybe a half inch, a three quarter inch buckle collar, you know, in width. So he gets used yep. to having a buckle collar, let him drag a leash around. And so don't put the trading collar on until he gets used to the buckle collar. That's the main okay. name of the game there. Okay. Cause we got it with puppies. We want them build to want to want to please us that it's fun. It's not like I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> All right. So that's what we got to do is build the want to want to, to please us. So that's why, like I say, if right at first you start out with, uh, you know, cause remember harnesses restrain, they don't train. So you don't want the harnesses. Okay. Everybody's thinking they're doing the, uh, the dog a uh, 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 justice and they're not. They're doing it an injustice. They're teaching the dog to pull. And so that's why what you just do is get, get that you know, like half inch to three quarter inch. And now make sure that every morning and every evening when you feed the dog, you check that collar because a dog can grow so much in one day that the dog is literally choking because the collar has gotten too snug. So make sure every okay. every morning and every evening, put your fingers in there that it's loose, but he can't, you know, he's loose enough that it's not putting pressure on the neck. Okay. And okay. then I've got puppy class, a two-time hour and a half puppy class, if you want to check those out. But otherwise, like I say, for the training collars, I use, I start them with the Star Mark collar. And then the bigger dogs, if they get bigger, there might be other collars that we need. Okay. And then what about um, chew items for him when he starts teething? Uh, carrots. Ice cubes, okay. uh, broccoli, cauliflower, and obviously they make messes, so make sure it's in the kennel. <laughs> okay. okay. And uh, I'm, I'm not a big uh, what's out there, because if you look at a lot of them, like the nylar bones are popular. It says right on the label, do not digest. Well, what do you think the needle teeth are going to do? You know, it's going <laughs> to, you know, they're going to be swallowing that. The Kong, K-O-N family is great. They got to get the black ones, because the red is for dainty chewers, and because it's a, a softer rubber, and the black is for uh, dynamic chewers, Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, so perfect. Give that a try. And if you got any other questions, yeah, don't hesitate. Congratulations. All right, thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. <Yeah. laughs> well, I want to thank everybody for their great calls. I want to thank uh, Hope for another week done. And uh, like I said, anytime you got a question, give a holler. You can go to mytalk1071.com. Go to my show page. You can get my podcasts, all the past shows. And then um, also you can email me through there. And hopefully you have a grand week. And remember, if you don't train them, don't blame them. And also, train your dogs. Don't hide them. We'll see you next week. Make it a good one. Until we meet again. Happy trip.